0: Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark, and joining me on today's episode is Zach Faro, the frontman from the band Half Noise and the Paramore drummer himself. So I'm absolutely thrilled. I recently was able to go and see Half Noise in Birmingham and before the show I managed to get backstage and interview Zach face to face and anyone that knows me who has listened to the Mark and Me podcast for almost two years now knows how much I enjoy doing face to face interviews over kind of Skype or telephone interviews. They're a lot more intimate and you can kind of open up a lot more and I believe that Zach does that perfectly on today's interview. As always, you know the score by now, I like to touch base about the last episode, so again thank you for all taking the time to listen. I was joined by Cody Carpenter, the son of the horror master himself, John Carpenter. We talked all things horror, writing music, soundtracks, scores, and again the response was absolutely fantastic. I read a lot of emails and tweets and Facebook comments about how they never knew about Cody and since they've gone and listened to some of the music on Spotify or downloaded some of the albums and they're now absolutely loving it and have kind of gone and listened or downloaded all of his backcats, So that's the best compliment you can ever get. And I've been speaking to Cody since and he was overwhelmed by the response. So thank you again for everyone that took the time to listen to that interview with me and Cody. But let's get back into today's episode. Paramore, one of my favourite bands. I'm not ashamed to admit it, I think they're absolutely awesome and the latest work by them is absolutely outstanding. Also Half Noise, which people don't know enough about, is Zach's main band now that he's the front man of and this band are incredible live and incredible on CD. So before we get into the interview, go and listen to them. They're on Spotify and their most recent album, Sudden Feeling, is brilliant. It's not a lot like Paramore, it's very different, it's quite funky in parts but it's a really really great album and the most recent singles and EPs that the band have been releasing is in my opinion their best music to date so I'm absolutely buzzing and so excited to see what their new album's going to be like and watching them in Birmingham after the interview they're so tight and so brilliant live that the next time you see that they're playing the UK or if you're listening to this overseas and they're playing a local show to you invest the money and go and check them out you will not be let down and they're absolutely brilliant but let's get into the interview now here's me and zach farrow talking all things music
1: so zach thanks for joining me today on the marketing me podcast yeah how's exactly. it going it's going good yeah just um on a little half noise around over here in the uk and um it's been great we've played like a, a couple new places that we've never played before as, as this band yeah um, cardiff wales Dublin, Ireland Awesome, um, we are getting to see all the spots Brighton Oh, lovely, uh, I love escape. Brighton Yeah, it was, it was So it was the Great Escape Festival And it was like The um, one sunny day In the middle of the weekend So it was like raining the day before We went and it was sunny And then rained the day after so, How nice is Brighton? Yeah is It's a beautiful place really pretty, Right by the sea and That's where the festival was yeah. It was like on the ocean So it was wow. incredible Especially when you're trapped in the van Yeah All the time Some you, actual daylight Yeah, and then <laughs> outside And it was actually sunny And seagulls were flying and we played we were only there for three hours because we had to drive to London but that's crazy uh, but yeah it's been it's been good uh you know I think um th- there's been so many things that I've been you know up to as an artist that it's you know kind of catching up to me and yeah. I feel like a little fatigued but like uh, I'm happy nonetheless you know
0: what I want to do for the listeners out there uh, Obviously they may know you from Half Noise But Paramore and other, other stuff that you've been involved in But yeah. let's take it right back to the start So when you were growing up yeah, Were you into music at a very young age? Have you got parents that were very musical? Or was it something that you got into at college? Or how did it work out? Well,
1: yeah, I mean Music was never really like a A real prominent thing in my family You know, like uh, My mom and my dad had very Different musical tastes But they both love music Yeah But it wasn't like A real musical household Until Until like the, My brothers and I Started Playing music So I went to this like little, little summer camp thing Just because my mom Wanted to get us Out of the house Yeah Um It was called From Bach to rock So it was like Anywhere from Bach To rock music And it was I mean for What kids, a range Yeah, it was, just yeah. So, it was just like The title They really just like I don't even really Remember it Um but I remember this one day, um, the guy brought a drum kit in and he asked the whole class if they wanted to, uh, if anybody wanted to come up and try the drums. Oh! And I, I, I was like sitting there and he like picked me and I was like, well, I don't want to go up there. And I looked and I, I was raising my hand and I didn't even, I like had to look up and see that my hand was raised because I had no idea that I, it was like a like crazy like out of body experience where I'd my body was telling me to go yeah. play drums but I didn't know um, I think I was more excited than I was like that's what I kind of <laughs> as spiritual and cool as it sounds I was yeah. probably just excited as a kid like oh I'll try it but it um, so it wasn't really any of my family being like or my parents being like you should play music it was like I was part of this um, you know kind of stumbled into it in a yeah. way so um, through that just like started going to a few a few schools that we went to like found some friends that were really like minded as far as musical taste and so we just kind of started sharing music so it was kind of more like where we grew up in our schools and our, my brothers were really into music um, more than like our parents being yeah. like you should go to piano class or you yeah. know, it was more just like happening, um, happened kind of organically you know and was it
0: drums only at this point or were you picking up guitars and pianos or was it just I'm going to do drums
1: yeah it was solely drums you know and then because you know when Paramore started I was I was like 12 years old when we first like—that's like, crazy. When we first like started the band. I, we weren't touring or anything, but
0: that's younger yeah, than Hanson, I swear, that's that's weird. Really I run. mean, yeah,
1: when we first started, my brother Josh and I started playing music. I was 11. You know, crazy. I was so so young. It's crazy. The first you know tour was when I was 14. So that's I mean, that's like I see 14-year-olds now, and I'm just like, you guys are absolute babies. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. not. It's not just like a. Um, so it's not just like oh you're just a young kid. It's like you have so much life to learn and to live. And for me, when you're 14, you're like no, I'm am a kid. You know I know what's going on. Or when you're 15 or 16, you think you think you have it all together because yeah. you're just like a naive teenager. But it's crazy being almost 29 now. Like looking back, it's like just a crazy thing to think about. Really to be on tour with adults and stuff. But I, I didn't really do much other than drums until i was about 18 or 19 yeah you know so then i would kind of got you know into computer uh, you know, computer programs and like recording programs to started kind of making electronic music and sampling stuff and working with drum drum machines and stuff and then i was like oh and then i started curating songs and started building songs on top of that and then i was like oh i can't really play these songs on guitar they're kind of just they only exist on the on the program or you yeah, exist yeah. on the drum machine. So how would you and some of that stuff's cool, I still really like a lot of electronic music, but for me I was like I want to stretch myself. I think anything in my life as as far as art goes, you have to experience for one and then push yourself. So yeah, massively. So uh, yeah, it wasn't I think also like I I didn't master the drums. I said, Oh I will never master the drums but I got to a place where I was intrigued to try something try something else.
0: So when you were that age and you were touring yourself at such a young age with the guys, what were the sort of CDs and bands that were shaping your music taste at that age?
1: I mean, as a young kid, there was a lot of, you know, it was kind of, the music that I listened to, it was like kind of drawn to, it was a little different than what we, what kind of music I actually played. Yeah. I was kind of drawn to more of the more indie rock stuff you know yeah. like the Death Cat for Cuties uh, you know Pete Yorn um, just kind of more uh, not as like That's a lot more as hard a it? lot more mellow than yeah. you know Paramore's early stuff was like really rock yeah, you know pop rock stuff and some punk in there so it was like kind of really different people would be really kind of shocked and even like I got into a very like you know very ambient very like um, artful like um what's the word? Avant garde world of like, you know, cigarettes but then everything Icelandic music. So it was kind of like it was more of like a an exciting thing to discover something rather than like um, just kinda of participate in whatever was on like a green day or whatever yeah. was on the radios. More intriguing to me. I guess and I partly think back to that, I attribute that to not I dropped out of high school. So it was kind of my that was my learning it was like finding new music and finding new bands and sharing with people it's kind of my school in a way like yeah. to um just find find things out and and i don't know i never really thought about that but i think that's kind of why it was always intriguing because i had to study something you know of course so um yeah but now, i mean it's funny not until like i joined paramore again did i really even listen to old punk music old um, Ramones or old Bowie or you know, like the Stooges. I, I I'd never even listened to classic no. rock like that or grunge rock or old punk rock. You know, it's like the talking heads. I never even listened to that until, but a lot of people that's where that stuff um, stems from. Of course, even yeah. though it's not really represent, represented 100% by like or like a carbon copy, it still like stems from it. builds the foundation, yeah. doesn't it, massively but it's funny I kind of went backwards I went to like the really avant-garde music and then kind of did the more pop rock and then but like what was happening in the pop world yeah. in like the 60s 70s 80s so kind of had a weird I've had a weird it's life it's a circle, isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah I I had a really yourself. weird interesting life I mean growing up as a, as a kid around people our age I mean I don't know how old you are but
0: a little bit older than you would yeah, say yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> 30s we'll say yeah, that yeah sure I mean yeah.
1: like 25 to 45 year olds yeah you know and they, that span and being 14 years old it's a it's a really crazy thing massive so change really you feel really like you, you you are undeveloped but very developed at the same time so you're very like developed in like people skills and you know being at a venue and like knowing what to do and like being out of the way be respectful of the band that's headlining or whatever but then you also have all this life experience you don't have because you're yeah. you're early teenagers you you're know? so young you're, yeah you're so young so it's been an interesting life to say the least yeah, yeah.
0: Because everything kicked off for you so young, and Paramore, you know, you probably never expected yourself to have that explosion where you're headlining festivals, you're playing all these massive shows, it happened quite quick, so you you probably had to take the choice with your family to say, I'm not going to do education, I'm going to tour, for some parents that's like, no son, you can't do that, that's not going to work out, but how did it work out for you, because...
1: I really don't know I mean uh, It's been, kind of a risk isn't it I think I You know My my older brother was always We You know We were some of the first members In the band So he was kind of like My guardian But he was Also 16 When I was 14 Yeah Almost 17 So he's not really <laughs> It's not even legal No So uh, But you know There were parents that Haley's parents Would come out and tour And kind of shop around And stuff But it was just the most interesting thing is just that my parents would let that happen because they were you know when we were really young it was even a struggle to even get you know our friends to spend the night or go spend the night at our friend's house like yeah. that was too far and that's 30 minutes down the road you know but the band's gonna go into but the band's Japan. gonna go to yeah. Japan and go to you know play Reading and Leeds Festival yeah you know what the hell it's crazy but that was really weird You know Because we grew up In such a Conservative You know Religious Household And I'm really thankful For where I come from But it was, it was The exact opposite Of what I thought Yeah I'd be a part of You know It was a touring band Rock band That was You know in, you know, Playing these crazy places It's yeah. insane
0: Because like When I'm growing up I was buying Nirvana CDs mm-hmm. And that was shaping My music taste yeah. And silver chair And stuff like yeah, that And I, mean, I was getting Into all these bands And frice And deftones And I went to see them live, and that's what then made me realize that this is what I'd love to do for the rest of my life, I didn't see that. But for you, you must have missed out on that, because you were on the stage. Well, that's exactly
1: right, Mark. No one's ever really understood that. Uh, There would be so many interviewers that, and I can't even tell you how many interviews I've done, but every one of them was like, so obviously this is what you've wanted to do your whole life. And my answer was always, well, it is what I've done my whole life. Yeah. I never really got the chance to go, well, I want to be a firefighter or I want to be like a policeman or I want to be a drummer or I want to be like a business manager. You know, I was like, just not thrown into this, but we had the opportunity. So when most people are like, are um, discovering that, I mean, some people don't figure that out until they're out of college or university or whatever you call it. You know, it's like, some people don't really know. Some of my friends still don't know. And yet being asked that, there's still dreams you're like well I want to play music oh we did want to play music and yeah because like, I mean I went to that thing I was telling you about when I was nine so yeah. was, I was young and I was like I love but I it was like oh we play in a little town in Nashville Tennessee and we we play this kind of we were listening to Deftones we were listening to Silverchair we were listening to um, Hum and Failure and all these like not really Nirvana but kind of the offshoots of that kind of grungy heavy Sparta which is a band that was you know Offshoot of uh, at the drive at the drive-in, yeah. um, Mars Volta, so it was like we were that's we were kind of that band in this country fronted, you know like country music fronted, gospel music fronted town. So it was like never. I I didn't think we we need we played like one uh, as our old band. We played our like one talent show. Yeah, I never thought it was going to be like setting up and you know. So it's it's really crazy how it, it, it did just happen really quick because everyone's watching
0: you from the outside yeah. everyone's always looking at you and you know, for the free piece that you are in Paramore now everyone's always watching you but no one ever gets to be you and look at it from the inside Yeah, and that must be hard because I wish we were talking now about this free piece Paramore mm. and that's not you you're talking about them yeah. but you're here and you are that person so yeah. you, know, you hear about these bands that start so young You've never got to go to university and have a prom. You've never got, you know what I mean? You've not got to go to a business meeting in a shitty nine-to-five job and think, I wish I could be in a band that would stop me doing this. Yeah. That's yeah. just your way of life.
1: And it, it, you do lose perspective sometimes in that, um, just being honest. I mean, because um, the grass is always greener. Yeah. But if anything, you're like, well, I kind of wish I had a normal job sometimes so I could be home. Yeah. Because, home, I mean, having a routine is so unpredictable on tour there's yeah. no routine even if you know okay sound check's at 3 the show's at 10 blah, blah 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 there's all you're traveling with a huge crew or like whatever you're whoever you're even if you're traveling with one other person you're yeah. a solo artist or whatever there's a you know road closed, there's a thing like, there's no telling it's always unpredictable yeah. so Years and years and years of unprediction its is really hard for your body. You've never, really,
0: had, you've never had routine.
1: Not really. Well, I, I stepped away from the band because I didn't yeah. did want to tour in 2010 and I lived in New Zealand for three years, on and off for three years. So I lived and then I was home for six years. Yeah, I was, in, I was off the road for six years.
0: And how did your body adjust yeah. to that? I mean, that must have been like it was it pushing was, reset
1: yeah it was, it was sad at first it yeah. was depressing and it was like yeah I mean I think with anything you you can think that's the sad thing about being a human we're all trying to achieve like a name and we're all trying yeah. to like achieve like this we well, i have done this this and this and that's cool I, I think achievements are awesome I, I think that's like one of the main goals of being yeah. a human is like a goal or an achievement and so I think that but, but it's really funny when you're um because as soon as you are a name or you are something it's, it just goes away Yeah. you know just as quick as you want it it'll just it very rarely lasts like a Mick Jagger or yeah. like a Paul McCartney so to me it's like um, I don't know Just it's just really interesting the whole thing you know just uh, being in it being able to be on this side of it it's like a, it's the exact perspective yeah. I have but it, a lot of people only see it from there Life, so maybe they have a nine to five, maybe they have a routine or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, this must be the coolest thing in the world," you know. And as music is the best thing in the world to do, I think, and all of art is the best thing to do. It's all like, it all can become a job and become, it all can become really tough, but it can all also be like the reward of playing music is there's nothing like it. Yeah, that's why it's like it'd be silly to be like well it's the same thing because it's definitely not the same as like a 9 to 5 at all but
0: because people say to me you should do podcasting full time yeah get up do it all day go to bed yeah and if someone came to me tomorrow and gave me a million dollars and said you can do it for the next 10 years I don't know if I would because it's going to work thinking all I want to do is this interview tonight and looking mm-hmm. forward to it it's my release it's yeah, my right, right. it's my reason then to right. have an excitement if it's now becoming a job and a chore like oh i need to get up tomorrow to do it yeah i don't think i'll be as successful or enjoy it as much and yeah. get that same approach well you just have to get good at like
1: channeling what that is like i want it to be my hobby that i yeah. enjoy and love yeah you know yeah i mean that's what the weird thing about music is, is it starts out as your hobby and your joy and then you make it like a um, business and then it, you have to marry business and art and yeah. how do those marry each other really they, they really don't it's a um, balance people don't really understand they never do it's a no. compromise yeah it's 100% a compromise it's not a balance The balance is like oh well I didn't get time to finish my painting so I'll go to work and I'll come back and finish my painting yeah it's not oh my painting needs to be in a gallery in um, three days there's, that's compromise. Yeah, you know that's what it is, and that's what's really weird about this is that you, as years go on, you start writing and you start developing into that compromise. And yeah. So you start capitalizing on that compromise, and that that goal and that tension and that pressure becomes your release in a way. Yeah. So it's really it's weird how your mind can like even adapt to that when that's like a really tough thing. So you just mentioned then that you went away from Paramore, had
0: some time out, even lived in a different country, it's like having yeah. a completely different life. Um, what was it that made you just come back? Because when you came back, for me, the whole, the whole band and everything changed, and it wasn't the same Paramore that I saw at Reading ten years ago. It wasn't the same albums yeah. that I bought. It was a completely new, and it wasn't like. You all looked like you were having a lot more fun. Yeah, you're yeah. enjoying it more. The music changed. The
1: colors were a lot brighter. It was so different,
0: and you know we're sitting here today, two years today after Laughter came out. You know.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, man, uh, for me, I gotta, I gotta reset. But yeah. I think there's nothing as always. That's the balance you need is in music is having a healthy balance of like rest and resetting. And for me, I. I went to New Zealand and I, I needed to do, I never went to prom, never had those, never went to university, never did yep. any of that stuff. So that was kind of my travel abroad kind of like time for yeah. myself. And like, I mean, you travel all the time, but you, we're in Birmingham today, right? But this is Birmingham. Uh, yeah. Uh, tiny four walls. Uh, four walls <laughs> and um, a couple beers and some hummus. And yeah. Yeah that's not Birmingham that's that's seeing and sometimes you get a day off I'm not saying it's all bleak like that and this isn't bleak this is cool It's the backstage but when you really go a a vacation takes about three days even to get into it anyway so I I took time because I needed a reset so when I came back I I would say I I attributed a lot to the to the new record but and the new uh, record cycle of you know aesthetic and energy and everything but Haley and Taylor were were ready for that lift and shift anyway I just wasn't part of it and it seemed like I oh is it because Zach's back I helped out for sure but it wasn't it was the timing isn't it it was the timing it wasn't just me it was was a culmination it was a community effort for sure but uh, it seems like a whole new lease of life you all look like you're having the best time of your life
0: all of you like Haley took time out did a um, Good Die Young and all this yeah, so everyone yeah. took their projects and then you came back and it isn't like you've got a tour 300 days a year yeah. and you're knackered out and you've got to yeah. do 10 albums you're doing what you want when you want and it yeah. seems now from an outsider you guys have never been happier mm. it looks like you're all enjoying it I saw you last year and all of you are now just swapping instruments you're going up doing a half noise song yeah, yeah. and you
1: just it's just a lot more, like, it's relaxed. Really, it's, it's not it so is, it's not no, much, you know... There's no tension anymore, and I think no. there's, like, for... And I won't say, like, what tension... Because who knows what... Yeah. If being in a band's like being in a family. You never know, like, what brother or what sister's going to poke your button that day, or whatever. But the tension is gone, and I think that mainly due to um, just being adults, Yeah. you know? Like, I think that you have to, as adults treat this as a business and treat this as like a really and put yourself aside and go that does hit push my buttons but there's also the bigger picture here yeah. and that's like to get this job done and when you're a kid you only see like what's like 2 feet past your nose you don't really you don't really care about like what's happening 6 months to like a year 2 years down the road you're just like oh well, I'm mad right now yeah or I'm upset about this or I'm happy right now um so I think just it's just a culmination of everything, and I think the timing is everything, you know. Um, so that's why everything is in such a good place, and everybody's really healthy and, and happy, and, and doing things they need to do. Yeah. Art projects, or f- hanging out with friends, or doing trips, or whatever it is that makes a human, an individual feel healthy. I think we're all capitalizing on that right now. So. Um,
0: so yeah. then, going from Paramore, obviously now we're sitting here. You're about to do a, a headline show here as yeah. Half Noise. That's very different. So if you're in Paramore right now, you'd be in a, an arena. Yeah. You'd have a massive dressing room, I'm sure. Yeah. All the catering, everything. Crew, everything. Yeah. Here, it's like you've started again. like You're just starting out as an yeah. upcoming band again. Yeah. With full respect. Yeah. We're in a small little dressing room. Yeah. It's not going to be 25,000 people. You know? Yeah, yeah. It must be such a weird mindset to go from being that big, huge, everyone knows you to mm. we're starting again. We're doing a... It's like, it's like you're just starting out again do you know what I mean
1: yeah I wonder if it's like harder for maybe even some of the guys in the band because they play it with Paramore too yeah of too. course yeah. I wonder if it's harder for them because the transition me, is insane for me it's like just my I'm so passionate about it and I believe in it so much so I don't really think about it I started this before Paramore I, I joined Paramore again so it was, I was kind of yeah. already in the mindset of well this is what it is Yeah, so I going to build it up but yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, but it's uh, it's kind of it's grown in itself so much that I don't really compare them because it's no, as it's far different as, thing, as yeah. Way. So for I mean, if I started a band that sounded just like Paramore and it was not doing as good, then I'd be bummed. But it's a very different, it's its own yeah animal, you know. And it's yeah, starting it before and growing it, and seeing the growth. I I really. The only time I really see them colliding is when we play one song at a show or um, when we're on tour with Paramore and trying to find time to play yeah. Half my shows. So that's really the only time that I see them like comparable in a way. Yeah. Or like I compare them because I'm having to in my mind. But I think with anything, whether it be photography, producing other people's music, playing drums in Paramore, singing for Half Noise, writing for other people are like writing co-writing with a random friend everything has its importance if you give it all you have yeah. you know and and i just know how fleeting um and how quickly success comes and goes so i don't really put stock in that i i'm thankful for the opportunity to play at these yeah you know the, the huge o2s yeah know? but this o2s is huge too because it's a, an achievement that um to m- most people it would seem like uh, going backwards but to me it's like I'm doing exactly what I feel like I need to do for my life you know so it's like a, good. it's good really it's an achievement in, in itself you yeah know? so uh, I mean of course I'd love half an to be playing I walked into the big room over there it's maybe 2,500 people yeah
0: and
1: I was like oh it'd be so cool but you but know it'll happen. one day it'll happen you know, you know one day and I think it's like laying the foundation now
0: yeah
1: and, um as much as I'd want a single on Spotify to shoot up and then Half Noises just every festival that'd be great but number one that's not a reality for every band no. um, and two you can't just expect just because the other band's big that this band will Yeah. well you know so I like
0: the yeah. fact that you've got them both it must be great I think
1: it's really healthy you know.
0: yeah and you get to put the drumsticks down and you get to sing and you get to yeah. be the front man
1: yeah which is it's been a learning experience, but it's been great. Is know. it scary?
0: Because with Paramore, you can hide a little bit behind, and Haley's the focus and this one. Yeah, yeah, You're at the front.
1: I don't really have anything to hide from. No. In my life, so I don't. And I know it's not even really what you're saying, because um, it's just performing can be scary, yeah. you know. But um, I think for me, I just uh, at the start it was really tough it was like oh how do I do this and yeah. how do I even look do I even what think just becoming more confident in yourself and you know starting to look look up to other singers yeah and, and say see what I uh, want to become like and, and be like and uh, I'm still really inspired by that and becoming my own front man and, yeah. and leading this band so it's um, the scariest chain has turned into um um another goal of just yeah. uh, uh, scary turned into another like thing to achieve yeah which is like a, another goal of like I want to be a great front man yeah instead like of I want to be scared to like Yeah, you know, I think you can you can be at the center of the stage and you can still be as um, you can still be as uh, separated from the crowd as you are like all the way 50 feet back on a drum kit yeah it, just all you have to do is disconnect yourself you need that connection with yeah. The crowd, don't you? yeah so it's
0: but it's not something you can guarantee. Yeah, it's not. You gotta so work for it. Yeah,
1: you gotta. It. All of it's work. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I don't, I don't think there's anything worth getting if you don't work for it. No. Know?
0: One of the things I really admire about you is when I've been on your Instagram and stuff and your, your photography and. Your eye for detail is like nothing else. When I see one of your photos, it might just be you with some of your family or going mm. to a shop, mm. but it's got your style. It's mm. like, oh, that's Zach. You know, yeah. I can see the pictures. And do that's you, cool. do, you, do, you, do you do it as a hobby or is that as I can see you putting as much passion in your photography and directing the videos than you do in your music. You can't just be walking around like most people just take a photo of their meal they're having at lunchtime or a selfie with their mates. Your photos are uh, everyone's like it's a statement.
1: Yeah. And I think that I've always loved photography but I think that with a lot of things in my life I just said I couldn't do them besides drumming because that came naturally. Yeah. Um, And I think as soon as you say I can't do something then um, doesn't mean you can't do it but no. you've told yourself that you're going to prolong if you actually really want to do it you're just going to prolong it until you like don't like care anymore what that voice says i don't know how to really explain it. you've already built a, a wall you've already built a yeah. wall so you're yeah. just at that point it just depends on how far you built it up because you're going to tear it down because at one point in your life you're going to be like i do want to do this yeah so i have always admired photography i never really I thought that just like writing a song I thought you had to go out and write a Beatles song yes I thought you had to come out and take a photo that's going to be in, the, in the galleries you know in like you know somewhere like the Louvre Yeah, you know it's yeah. like that's just not going to happen you know um so I actually had a friend he really helped me out he was uh, my old manager and he said that um I told him, I was like, man, I wish I could take photos like that one day. And I was talking to him, and this was about six years ago. And I'd always, like, bought Polaroid cameras or bought cameras on tour and just shot cameras. Yeah. But I didn't really think I was a photographer. And then he was like, well, why can't you take photos? Why don't you think you're a photographer? I was like, Well, wow, I'm just nervous. I'm scared of it. He's like, well, why don't you, as a challenge, why don't you go buy five disposable cameras on our trip? We went out to L.A. I was writing for the Sudden Feeling Half Noise record. He's like, why don't you go? Why don't you go out and you know, buy five disposable cameras, and um, and just don't even think about it. Don't think twice about your shooting. Just go shoot. You yeah. Know, take photos of trash cans. Take photos. And I was like, okay, cool. I got the photos back, and there was half of them were bad. Yeah. But half of them were like, oh, this is I'm on. I'm, there's a theme here cool and then I through that I started getting a little bit nicer cameras a little bit nicer and then by the time I was like full-fledged you know like calling myself a photographer I went on tour again so I was like in these incredible places knowing what I wanted to take photos of yeah catching my eye on the things and framing it in my head and seeing it and also I shoot film so there's always this nice texture to it so every photo I take is on film so it's like uh, it has the theme there too so yeah um, now I've just, I just uh, released, um, it's kind of, I did a soft release. I'm going to do some more with it, but uh, a Zach Farrow photo. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's called In Transit and it's about just like different places I've been around the world and it's not really musical. It's more like textural and artistic and kind of different themes of colors and places. and um, But yeah, it just like half of it, was, it took me a while I would be like, oh, I, lo- I like to make music but I'm not really a singer. Now I'm, a lyricist I'm a singer I'm fronting a band I'm playing drums I'm a photographer I, I think that the can't um, attitude is it doesn't really work for me anymore because I, I I can't build up any more walls because I don't good. I feel like there's no That's good to hear. there's real uh, time's really precious you know no definitely and uh, just seeing like my brothers have kids and, and just seeing my parents get older and myself getting older and um, actually being in love, and then you know, you see, like, wow, well, time is actually really—it's really a fragile thing. Not to be like, super sentimental, but no, to me, it's like you it got, really got to seize the moment and not just like say, "Well, screw it, I'll—I'll I'll get to it when I feel like it," or one day, like it'll just fall in my lap or something. To me, right now, it's like this is the time to to be. I mean, and I'm still like, at a, I'm still learning things about like the entry level of photography really yeah I know what I like to shoot but I'm still learning like how to really operate a, a camera and how to really operate a production of a record or a structure of a song you know um, half of it is like what is that song saying to you What is how are you going to take it to the next place or and then the other half is like how to just know how to st- structure a song or structure a photo or you know so it's you're always learning you're always learning That's and I think yeah. the
0: fact is the good thing from talking to you today is you're, you're never going to master any of it because you're always wanting to improve you're not saying oh I've done an album now it's sold so many million it got a Grammy so I've done the drums and ticked yeah. it off you're yeah. like I'm going to keep learning there's going to be new things that I can do the not fact that you yeah. if I'd said to you ten years ago you're going to direct a video for your band yeah. in New York yeah. You'd have gone, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you put. You went behind that camera, and I see, and maybe I'm wrong, but I see you directing a film. Yeah. I think you'll do your drums, you'll do your singing, you'll do your lyricists, you'll do your photography. Yeah. There'll be a point where you're like, I've done a four-minute music video. Everyone loved Fake Happy. They thought it was a great video. Yeah. You want to do more. You want to yeah, do a well, video that's an hour and a half, you know?
1: I think for my personality, too, I'm really... Unfortunately, I'm kind of complacent, you know, um, or stagnant. Yeah. So if I'm writing a song, I got to go go on a run and listen to it. I got to go to the co- to the cafe get a coffee, even though I have coffee in my house. Just so yeah. to see other people. Yeah. I have to do things. I have to like touch the stove because it's hot. Yeah. You know, and even though I know it's hot, I have to touch it still because I keep my mind going. So not only do I want to do those things, but I almost have to for myself because. 'm I'm, I'm never really satisfied and, um, with anything that I've done i'm I'm very thankful for it and I'm like it's an achievement but i I am satisfied until I'm like, okay, I have another hunger yeah, and I think the easiest way to get that you know I've been saying this over and over in, in interviews, but we were all hanging at my house a couple months ago. The band guys we just yeah. Half noise and I were eating dinner after a rehearsal and we're listening to uh, the record, Rolling Stones record, where he's got the, where it's like birthday cake on it. I can't yes, remember. it's not Beggar's Banquet. I can't remember what it's called. Let it bleed. Maybe that's just a song on it or something. Anyway, there there's the honky tonk woman song, and there's one something. These lyrics are just crazy. I can't remember the exact lyrics, but somebody was like, "Man, they just like how did they just have so many things to sing about? How did Mick Jagger and Keith, you know, how did they always have something to sing about?" And the drummer joe was like well man they always they're not just making this stuff up They're not just pulling it out of their butt they actually experience this stuff yeah so they're just singing out of experience so for me that triggered uh, it made sense i was like that's why i'm always going on trips um moving to new zealand i'm like i want to go to the cafe if i have coffee because everything's an experience i need yeah. experience that then then channel into art and the channel into making things so um if you're not learning then if you're and to me, it's not just, like, sitting in a class. I mean, if you're not going out to a grocery store that you don't normally go to or doing something that can, like, um, trigger the mind in a new way or, like, kind of stimulate the mind... Yeah, yeah. ...in a, in a new Inspire way. Inspire as and inspired, well, yeah. Then, then you're kind of... Painting as well. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. TV, you have nothing really, to, like, build off of, I mean... So that's kind of... Yeah, I want to make a movie one day. I want to... I also just, like not only as far as art, but I want to be a better friend. I want to be a husband one day. I want to be a father one day. So these things are all practice too for um, how do I keep, you know, like life interesting. How do I, you know, how do I, if I'm not really good at this one area of being a dad or something one day or being a good friend to my friend, I'm not just going to stop. Well, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I don't really feel like being their friend anymore. I'm going to go, well, I probably just need to experience something new or do something in a different way or keep learning how yeah. to get better. So it's all good for me it's like really healthy for my mind. It feels like
0: it, it's all shaping you. Yeah, it's as like well.
1: Yeah, hopefully. But yeah. It, I think it's like you, it's can, all positive. you can apply you can it's really applicable to anything, not yeah. just art is what no. I mean. you can you can apply it to just being a better person too. Yeah. You know? And trying to be better. Um, I think.
0: I don't think you should ever wake up and think, I've done everything I need to do it, and I'm happy with who I am because you're still going to make mistakes, you're going to piss people off. And when you do, you need to realise, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. And yeah. I need to make sure that I think differently to yeah. avoid going through this again. Yeah, totally. Because you just want to have a better life. Yeah. For and not sure. just yourself, but your wife, your kids, yeah. your parents, yeah, your family. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah.
1: And, and so that's, that's kind of the point. And I, but I do think there's a balance, though, too. You know, I think when well, my friend asked his his uh, therapist, was like, "What's the most important thing in life?" And he said, "Well, I think it's balance." And I thought that that was such an interesting answer, because, um, and the, the older I get, the more I like I uh, that resonates with me, because right now i I've, I've just been going and going and going, and I need a break. I don't need to. I'm not going to stop, but I think there's also that balance of like you can't just do everything. Or your art will suffer, because you're yeah. just trying to do it and do it and do it. You'll burn out. You'll burn out, and then you won't be able to do it at all. And, that's you know? <laughs> the, and
0: as, a, as a, someone who's so creative as you, you would go insane. Yeah. You'd be lying in bed poorly, thinking, yeah. fuck, this just backfired.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: And how can I make a film from lying in a bed?
1: <laughs> you, can't you, I mean? so you can't do anything. No. Yeah.
0: Even though I'd probably see you sitting there with a guitar, and yeah, a, yeah. a from the little yeah. MacBook yeah. trying to write. Yeah, to,
1: the, to my dying day, for sure
0: what's the big thing for you then next because obviously Paramore will be writing again soon you're doing this band you're touring all over I've seen the more dates you're always releasing new EPs yeah. you never stop but someone like you you're not even 30 yet yeah you must have something in your head next you know is it a film is it uh, more music videos is it uh, another photography book to follow this one
1: yeah it's all of that I mean when that stuff happens I, I don't know but I think the the immediate is the new Half Noise record um, which will hopefully come out sometime this year and then um, is that finished at night? yeah that's completely done yeah nice done and then um, more music videos and then um, so yeah just more more Half Noise stuff at the moment until until other things arise you know whether it's Paramore I just produced a record for my friend in Nashville Becca and Carrie so it's just kind of the, the focal point right now is half nice so i um, just kind of working on that but it, there's always like photography stuff and do you ever switch
0: off you sound like obviously I've got a job I've got the life that has to do I can't switch off and do it all day yeah. but I can never switch off if I go home tonight now after this interview I'll be editing something else I'll be right, always right. doing something else yeah. or working on a new project or thinking of the film script I want to write. I never switch off. Yeah. So I can't, even if I went to the beach, I'd be sitting there going like this, like planning how it would look and if I did photos. Do, yeah. Are you the same? Do you ever actually just sit I and watch a film would... and not think how you would do it and how you would change the lighting? No, or... not really.
1: No, I always, I'm always thinking. <laughs> it's but a nightmare, isn't it? It is, but at the same time, I'm, I think that's one of my new goals is to figure out how to switch off because I think my mind's hitting this wall of like, you're doing so much that in order to do more you're going to need to do less
0: so if you work it out can you tell me how because I need to to know man I think
1: it is just practice of like maybe just prioritizing yes. meditation and breathing and I haven't done it yet so I'll let you know but I think for me it's just like I thought that keeping busy was what kept me sane yeah um but it's it's the um it's the it's when you have the drive to be busy that keeps you sane so i don't i'm kind of running out of that drive right now so i just need to recharge a little bit refuel but once i do i'll have the drive to be busy again yeah so does that make sense i think that's the key is is the whether it's sleep or whether it's rest for a couple days or a month or it's just however you refuel the engine you know like that's just like i think that's the the longevity is the is the most important thing in all of our because then you really see it through and so if you're just running out of gas all the time then you're never really going to see it they're just going to keep maintaining like oh we got a, a proper rest though that's like that's how you can keep being busy you know?
0: I always look at it like I'm spinning plates right so I've yeah. got ten of them at the moment Yeah. and I, someone's like you want another one I'm like yeah keep adding them Yeah. but soon two or three are going to drop and I need to work out which plates I can afford to let go and keep the good ones spinning. And I can't quite get the balance because, you know what I mean? Someone's still going, do you want another plate? I'm like, I don't want to say no.
1: Yeah, I think you don't want to say no, but I think, I mean, saying no to that one might save the other four. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you really, it's all just about... And sometimes when you have so many plates, you don't even know which ones you're spinning anymore. Yeah, you forgot about the early ones. yeah, Yeah, so that's why I just, like, maybe putting the plates down for just a little bit would help you even go oh I do have this thing that I'm passionate about you know I'm ready to, for like least, even if it's just for like a weekend or something or a week or two to just put the plates down because I feel like I've done my thing now I made the Half Moon's record I did the After laughter Touring Cycle I made a record for my friend Beckham and Carrie I you know did the photo book so I've, I've done to, to where I'm I can pat myself on the back and go okay I can't sit in the sand in a beach for a little bit or you've earned it or just chill for a little bit but um, you're in a good place man yeah. you're saying all that and that's yeah. only the last couple of years yeah, yeah. You know,
0: some people say that over 20 years
1: yeah yeah it's good it's true yeah it's true but um, I feel like once I stopped touring and stuff I, I really didn't do anything which was really good for me so that's why I wanted to kind of catch up yeah because I was kind of just doing you know just playing I was playing catch-up in a way, a different way, which is a like catch-up on life. Yeah. So, um, all
0: on the balance, right? You know? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And my, my final question is, are you a big film fan? Are you into art like that? Are you, what's your sort of films that you like? <laughs> I Cause like film, yeah. Because um, I see you're inspired, and I see the stuff you're into, and I'm thinking does he like David Lynch films is yeah. he is he someone that likes the classic Spielberg stuff because you've got this eye of your photographer I think yeah. I wonder what sort
1: of film you would make I like I like classic t- Spielberg for sure I, I really like um, Wes Anderson of course oh, He's so brilliant. yeah very like that's very symmetrical and very um, that's so cool to see you know like yeah the, visually it's so good but um, I also like Richard Linklater who's done you know Days of Confused amazing film Boyhood 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 yeah um, Before Sunrise the trilogy there is so good I love how his his um, his perspective on on time can suck you into like um, a weekend but you feel like you've seen a whole lifetime or suck you into like one day which is like Days of Confused is one afternoon yeah
0: it feels like a year. It feels like a lifetime. And it feels you like I graduated like when you with were a them. Kid. Yeah, You're like
1: I remember when going to school and having those summers where you felt like it was your yeah t- like a whole life, a lifetime. Like his, but not really aesthetically. I think stuff's cool. Days is cool, but it's not really like um, it's not really for the camera angles or the no. Um, but that's more of a Wes Anderson thing. I mean, I do love film. I just don't. Um, I don't live and breathe cinema you know i I, that's more music to me but even even music man to me it's like friendships and relationships um i don't really even uh dig into musical gear or or dig into really how to write a song the most i've ever really studied is like photography stuff how to work a camera or, or like how to maybe play this song on guitar or like Learn piano a little bit or whatever to me it's not I'd rather like invest my time in like a friendship or like hanging out with people because that's like um,
0: that's real that's that's what makes (laughs) life really
1: rich that's where I pull all my inspiration I can like hear after hanging out or feeling really inspired I can hear a song in my head and go write it I can't really sit there and pull it out of thin air that's the experience thing too yeah Um,
0: so so I think the secret is to get as many experiences as you can. Yeah, I think so. You so. Can eat more of a mark.
1: I think so. Healthy ones. Yeah. Not like experience this, like. But sometimes you need the bad ones. Anything. You need
0: you need the bad experiences of heartbreak or Those someone hu- letting there's you down. Ones, Yeah, yeah where you can yeah. then because the the sweet's not as sweet until you've had the sour.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they balance each other out too. So it's yeah.
0: Last question. Yeah what advice do you give to people out there that are trying to get into the industry right now because when you started people would buy t-shirts, CDs, albums you were selling millions, mm-hmm. you still sell loads it's all streaming but mm-hmm. a lot of bands will be listening to this mm-hmm. and they want to know the best advice and I think you've seen both sides, that everyone wants in CDs, now everyone just wants a, a download stream it's more about getting out there now and playing isn't it, that's something you can't replicate on a Spotify or an iTunes or a, yeah, you know, it's all about live music is a lot more important bands like Metallica you'd see once every five years now yeah. they're having to tour all year yeah yeah I, I didn't see Pillow Jam for ten years I can see them three times now because they have to go out there yeah. and do it because no one's buying records
1: I think if you're just starting out I think um, just like anything in life um, really really high highs in life are really really scary just as scary as really low lows are in life, the best place to be is in the middle, in the middle of the road. Yeah, know? because you're not pulled like like torn down from the top, or you're not having to be pulled up from the bottom. You're right there in a consistent, balanced place. And I think for me, if I put all my stock into oh, well, this band does so much, uh, sells so many records, or has done, or like places, big places. And that was my the high highs or everything i'd have to be pulled down yeah and if i if that didn't make me happy and then half noise stuff was the only thing that or like i was just depressed about everything then i'd have to be pulled up to the middle of like to get to a place where i liked something or i was excited about something so i think just being in the middle is the healthiest place because yeah, and that goes towards expectations So, well, we're a new band, and we're not getting that many Spotify playlists, we're not getting, you know, the, the thing, the, notif- the notoriety that we thought we were going to get. And then you start, you start, your expectations aren't being met, and then you're not happy even if, like, they are met, because you expected them. So I think to just not have any expectations and just do it because you love it you know, people go out and they, they, they expect so many things before, oh, well, we should be playing on this stage at this festival, we should be, and by the time they even get that, they're not even happy because they expected that and they wanted that. And they want that. the next thing. And then, then they want the next thing. Yeah. So it's like, just be in check with what your ex- expectations are. Have goals, be excited, but also stay in the middle and, and be, do it for the reason that got you excited about it in the first place, which is the joy of music, you Yeah. Because managers, label, this is a, this industry will eat you up and spit you out multiple times yeah. in one day in one show you know let alone 17 years yeah doing it you know so it's just like having that just doing it because you love it and having the right the right head on your shoulders i think is you know that's my advice
0: this is the truth i've now done this podcast for over 2 years this is my favorite interview I've ever done because it's just fucking inspiring oh cool man so I'm thanking so much, for your Mark. time yeah. It's it's got deeper than I thought yeah yeah and it's yeah. And it's real and I just want to thank you for your time and yeah, you know coming out and doing this because it's me on my own listening to this it's ticking stuff it's making me want to make changes it's making me want to do things differently yeah. so if it does it to the 50,000 people that listen then this is gold for
1: me That's so great, thank man. you man yeah thank you Mark
0: So there it is. There's my interview with me and Zach. A really nice guy, really honest, very open, and as I said at the start of today's interview, I much prefer doing face-to-face interviews, but I understand that when most of my guests are overseas, across Europe, across the pond, it's really difficult to make these interviews happen face-to-face. This one was a long time coming. I think I've been waiting about 12 months to try and meet with Zach and get it done. But again, all the good things come to those that wait and I'm very, very patient when it comes to getting guests on Mark and Me. I hope you've all enjoyed it and as I did say earlier, go and check out Half Noise or Paramore. Great, great bands with great, great albums and you will not be let down. If you like this podcast, please get on Twitter, please get on Facebook, please get on Instagram or even drop me an email. I read and reply to every single message I ever get. I love seeing the feedback to today's episode and all the previous episodes that are available online. And if you really, really enjoy the podcast, I do have a Patreon page. The link for my Patreon page is on markandme.com or through all my social media channels. If you sign up on there, I give away monthly prizes. This month was incredible. I had a signed Tom Hanks' book. I had John Carpenter sign vinyls. And I'm always trying to get the best prizes out there to give to the best listeners in the world. It costs nothing. You can sign up on there for about 50p a month or you can go up in stages and get different prizes and different sort of rewards. But every penny that gets invested via Patreon goes straight back into the podcast and allows me to travel the country and do more and more interviews I've got interviews now for the next sort of 12 weeks coming up so expect again weekly podcasts and if you haven't listened to my other podcast skip to the end which is movie reviews go and check that one out they're bi-weekly but in the meantime I'll be back with a brand new episode of Mark and Me in just over a week's time and again thank you for taking the time to listen and I hope you've enjoyed today's interview with Zach take care everyone